Hello everyone and welcome back to Air Magique. Let's talk about the most magical place in Europe. I'm Eric and this is the episode for the fourth week of April. Yes, today we'll be talking all about hotels at Disneyland Paris and we'll be joined by the one and only Niels from Capturing Disney Parks. And he's got some phenomenal tips for you guys. Niels is also our first ever guest, which I'm super excited about. Niels, if you're listening, thanks again. It was such a pleasure to have you on. Before we get to the hotels, first some park news. Disneyland Paris's Hip Hop Live Experience Summer Music Festival has been cancelled, you guys. Cancelled. It was originally scheduled to take place from June 7th to the 8th at Walt Disney Studios Park. We talked about the announcements a while back, and the festival was supposed to feature French musicians, artists, and a projection-based, graffiti-inspired nighttime spectacle covering the Hollywood Tower Hotel. Perhaps someone realized that provocative hip-hop music might not 100% coincide with the Disney brand, or ticket sales were only so-so. Whatever the reason, it's always a bit sad when a cancellation occurs. All tickets will be automatically refunded and purchasers notified. Thankfully, we've still got an excellent lineup coming up like Disney Loves Jazz on June 15th, the tropically-themed Electroland from July 5th to the 7th, and of course, Magical Pride on June 1st. In other news, Disney's kicking plastic straws to the curb and welcoming paper straws into the parks. Now, these have already been available at Disneyland and Disney's Animal Kingdom at Walt Disney World. Now, they've finally made it to Disneyland Paris. It's awesome to introduce a more ecologically friendly alternative without making sacrifices on the experience end. Now, something that really shocked me was that in the US alone, one estimate suggests that 500 million plastic straws are used every single day, and about 8.3 billion plastic straws pollute the world's beaches. Not to mention the 8 million tons of plastic that flow into the ocean every year, which is not biodegradable and has a major impact on sea life. So paper straws are an awesome alternative. Let's help out Nemo and his friends, you guys, and be mindful of our planet. Also, the Studio Tram Tour will return 2020 with a new Cars theme, and yes, we're talking about Disney Pixar's Cars movie franchise. Despite rumors that the Tram Tour would disappear altogether in order to accommodate the 2 billion euro Walt Disney Studios Park expansion, the attraction is instead going to be refurbished and likely relocated from production courtyard to Toon Studios, although the latter has not been confirmed yet. The Studio Tram Tour was originally an opening day attraction and was based heavily on the backlot tram tour from Disney's Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World. It was originally intended to be Walt Disney Studios' major e-ticket attraction, but waning interest and low park attendance led to the attraction never realizing its full potential. Later on, the tram tour's location right at the northern center of the park turned out to be more of a hindrance than a benefit. The attraction's route has already been altered twice once for the creation of Toy Story Playland, and the second time for Place de Remy. In 2008, the newly constructed Tower of Terror also led to the replacement of the Studio Tram Tour's entrance facade. The whole move to Toon Studios would be a great fit with the new Cars theme, especially since we already have the Cars Quatre Rouge Rally spinning Cars attraction at Toon Studios. I'm really looking forward to the future of the Tram Tour attraction in 2020, and as always, we'll keep you guys posted. Last but not least, Disney is donating $5 million to help with the reconstruction of the iconic Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. After the fierce blaze on the 15th of April, three large holes have appeared in the cathedral's vault, its arched ceiling, and are the most obvious signs of damage. One of those huge holes was made by the collapse of the cathedral's spire. Much of the interior and the famous rosette stained glass windows have been saved, 
And Bob Iger, chief executive officer of the Walt Disney Company, released the following statement, quote, Notre Dame is a beacon of hope and beauty that has defined the heart of Paris and the soul of France for centuries, inspiring awe and reverence for its art, architecture, and for its enduring place in human history. The Walt Disney Company stands with our friends and neighbors in the community, offering our heartfelt support as well as a $5 million donation for the restoration of this irreplaceable masterpiece." End quote. I, for one, would love to see the cathedral reconstructed exactly as it was, no alteration, like, at all. <laughs> but there have already been talks about designing a new spire that would reflect the current period. You guys... I'm all about creativity and new and exciting things, but put that somewhere else. Yes, hotels at Disneyland Paris. Now, we've touched on amazing hotels you can find at Disneyland Paris on our planning guide episode, but I really wanted to bring in an expert on the subject of hotels at and near the parks, and that's why I'm so, so happy to have Niels from Capturing Disney Parks on the show today. You know Niels from his amazing Instagram, at Capturing Disney Parks, his Twitter, at Cap Disney Parks, and website, CapturingDisneyParks.com, where he shares his amazing experience from Disney Parks all over the world. Niels, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hi, Eric. Thanks for having me on the show. Now, when folks visit your Instagram and website, you can really feel the passion you have for Disney Parks. When did the love for all things Disney and its parks start for you? And what inspired you to begin sharing your amazing experiences there? Yes, sure. I've been a fan of Disney and watching Disney movies in general for a long time. But I made my first couple of trips to Disneyland Paris when I was in university, which was around the millennium, I believe. I really liked it, but I didn't get hooked up yet. <laughs> I came back to Disneyland Paris in 2013 together with friends and their children. My wife and my little daughter that was only one year old at that time. And at the moment, uh, I really discovered the magic Disney offers in their theme parks. And we started to visit multiple times a year. So I think in 2016, we got ourselves annual passes, which we still have. And for me, being at Disneyland Paris is like entering the world of animated and live action movies through the rides, shows, meeting the characters and, well, the theming in general. And I especially love the detailed way Disney incorporates stories in the parks. It's not just storytelling, but it's like story living. You really participate in the magic. And last year, we also visited Walt Disney World in Orlando, just because we were really curious what else Disney parks could offer more compared to the Disneyland Paris experience that we already had. But that was a totally different uh, vacation. Disney World is like a city on its own. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that felt really special with the well, four theme parks, the water parks, well, I think 25 hotels or even more. So that was a totally different league. <laughs> but as for sharing my Disney love, I, I, I started my Instagram account in 2016 to express my appreciation for Disneyland Paris, to share its beauty and especially to show that it's not just a park for kids or just another theme park, as a lot of people <laughs> still think that. So I wanted to share the many great details, the stories, the beautiful, yeah, the beautiful experiences with the other people uh, around there. And when I post pictures to my Instagram, I try to include some insider tips in the picture descriptions for people planning their trips or to open people's eyes to, well, details that they might have missed themselves before. 
And well, since I've been to Disney World uh, last year, I also post pictures from Disney World uh, on the Instagram account. Later, I've started a Twitter account too, since Twitter is a better way to follow and share Disney Parks news, in my opinion. But most recently, I've started to send out Q&As to other Disney Parks fans that are active online, which I publish on the website. I just want the online Disney Parks community to connect to each other and give the heroes behind the sites, socials, podcasts a face. And that's also how we met. So people make sure to check out my so-called Disney Icon Spotlight with Eric. That's awesome. I I couldn't agree more. Disneyland Paris and Disney World are two completely different animals, right? Disney World is this massive entity and Disneyland Paris is nice and compact. However, personally, in terms of park design, Disneyland Paris is just, you know, so gorgeous. It's really the most beautiful castle type park. In my opinion, (laughs) Tony Baxter and his team did such an amazing job. Yeah, absolutely. I I totally agree. Especially when you compare the Disneyland Park in Paris to the Magic Kingdom, uh, Disneyland Park is absolutely the the better one. (laughs) Right, right. I agree, I agree. (laughs) Although Magic Kingdom is maybe a bit bigger, has more unique rides, so... Yeah, and its opening hours are longer, which is always a plus. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So, Niels, you've been to all the hotels at Disneyland Paris. What is your absolutely favorite official Disneyland Paris hotel and why? Well, that's a difficult question to answer as the hotels are all quite different, as you know. (laughs) Maybe it's good to mention that I usually stay in standard rooms, not in the suites or (laughs) any type of luxury rooms. (laughs) As you can imagine, the five-star Disneyland hotel experience for sure was a great one, but actually not because of the room itself. The rooms have a nice Victorian theming, but the standard rooms aren't extremely spacey and also not that special for the huge amount of euros that you have to pay <laughs> to stay there. <laughs> sorry, 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 Disney. <laughs> but yeah, you, you got the, the bathrobe and slippers and maybe uh, a little chocolate on the bed, a bottle of water or a fresh flower. But those are pretty standard luxury hotel features. But what might make the big difference is the view from the room. So if you can spot the Main Street USA train station or of course the castle, then yeah, you're really lucky. But not all rooms have that beautiful park view. And there's a swimming pool in the in, in, in the hotel too, but the other three and four star uh, Disney hotels also offer that. So that's not really a unique feature. And for me personally, pool isn't really a relevant feature <laughs> if we visit Disneyland Paris to go to the parks and not be yeah. too long at the hotel. <laughs> but what the Disneyland Hotel made special to me was the, the classy and huge lobby with its impressive staircase. But you don't have to stay there to actually experience that. You can always well just walk in and look around and well, you, you should really do that during the Christmas season, by the way, as there's a huge human-sized gingerbread house and a big Christmas tree with a little train circling around it. And that's yeah, really nice uh, to just see and then go back to the park. <laughs> Since we drive from the Netherlands by car, we stayed at the Disneyland Hotel a couple of years ago. We experienced the luxury feeling of valet parking, but it felt a bit strange to me to see a cast member driving away in my car and park it somewhere. And they kept the car key in a locker. I'm not sure if I really like it, but maybe I'm not used to that kind of luxury. (laughs) 
So in the end, for me, the best reason to stay in the Disneyland hotel is the magical feeling of stepping into the Disneyland park right from your hotel and to be able to do maybe a quick nap uh, in the middle of a long day without another extensive walk. <laughs> Actually, even Disney Village uh, feels quite far away all of a sudden when you're staying at the Disneyland uh, hotel. So if money is not an issue at all, I would definitely pick the Disneyland hotel well, for this luxury uh, reason. <laughs> right. And like you said, some of the Castle Club rooms have a view of Main Street USA, which is super nice. I'm surprised that the rooms aren't any bigger than the standard hotel rooms. <laughs> Learn something new there. Yeah, and maybe they're a bit bigger than the four-star or three-star hotel rooms. But, well, it didn't feel extremely spacey to me, especially since you pay, let's say, <laughs> double the price or maybe even more. Uh, than the other uh, Disney hotels, so yeah. But if you have less money to spend, I think the, the, the four-star uh, hotel in New York was my second favorite hotel before it closed, of course, for the transformation into the uh, Marvel Hotel. Right, which we'll touch upon again in just a bit here. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 well, the old Hotel New York looked a bit more like a business hotel, but I definitely think it's had its charm with the well, lovely ambience, perfume in the lobby and the apple touches from the big apple <laughs> coming back. All the hotel design elements, which actually make me think of Snow White's apple. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it was a really nice hotel. But well, now it's not there. I would suggest the Newport Bay Club four-star official hotel, which is also a runner-up for me. It's, it's, it's pretty impressive. It's huge. Uh, and it has a really nice nautical New England theme with subtle Disney touches. And it just looks great. It, it feels like being on a cruise ship and especially when a cast member welcomes you at the check-in desk with the words, welcome aboard. Uh, so, yeah, th 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 that's also a really good experience. So if the Disneyland Hotel is a bit too much, then Newport Bay Club would be a really great choice uh, as well. Yeah, and I mean, it's drop-dead gorgeous, right? It's Just in terms of themed buildings, I mean, it's so gorgeous. Next to the Disneyland Hotel, this is probably the best themed hotel. Yeah, it, it doesn't look like a standard uh, hotel, uh, which, well, New York basically is. <laughs> it's a nice Art Deco-styled hotel, but it feels less special uh, than the Newport Bay Club, indeed, yeah. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. So swinging the needle from the upper class and luxury segment <laughs> all the way over to the budget segment, what is your favorite Disneyland Paris budget hotel and why? Well, the I'm not sure if you consider Sequoia Lodge as a budget hotel because it's the only, I think, moderate three-star hotel they have, which is a great choice. It's, it's beautiful with the bar and the big fireplace and the national park feeling when you're walking outside between the lodges and the main building. The forest over there even has a piano and bird soundtrack. I'm not sure if you've noticed that, but I really like that. I was actually wondering about that. Like, are those real birds or is that just an audio loop coming from the speakers? <laughs> now <laughs> well, I know, now I know. They're in the soundtrack. <laughs> and maybe there are some real birds, of course. But Oh yeah, they're talking back to the audio loop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can find uh, the audio loop somewhere on YouTube. It's a music loop of about one hour and the birds are also in there. <laughs> <laughs> So that's why I know, because I was also wondering. Yeah. But, but those rooms have a subtle Bambi theme. And, well, 
I think the rooms feel a bit outdated, uh, uh, and, and in general, that hotel needs some refurbishment. <laughs> yeah, some love. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But to keep it low budget, or well, maybe lower budget, as none of the Disney hotels really is a low budget choice, I believe. I would definitely choose Disney's Hotel Cheyenne, where you also recently stayed. I understood. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Most definitely, I would recommend it over the Santa Fe. Yeah. The Hotel Cheyenne is just, yeah. Yeah, it also has my preference. It's, 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 it was recently renovated and it looks fantastic with its little Hollywood Wild West town theming and the many buildings. So you really walk through the streets and, well, which can also mean that it's quite a, <laughs> a walk to reach the main facilities if you're <laughs> <laughs> on the other side of the of the resort but uh, the rooms itself have a, a sort of woody theme uh, and yeah really make you feel like a cowboy especially with that cowboy boots desk lights and well the lovely curtains with the colors and patterns that match uh, woody's outfit so i really like that and, and, and also the fact that there isn't a carpet on the floor makes it far more hygienic than <laughs> all the other <laughs> Disney hotels. That is such a big plus. So at the Sequoia Lodge, are the rooms carpeted there? Yes, I had uh, carpeted rooms, yeah. Ah, so it's the only one? I'm not sure if all rooms have a carpet because there are uh, different types of rooms, but I think I stayed there for two or maybe three times and it was always a carpeted room. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I just hope in the future when they do new hotels or renovate old ones that we will get some <laughs> laminated floors. Yeah, some fake wood. <laughs> yeah, the fake wood. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that would be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, well, all hotels should have that. Uh. <laughs> it makes such a big difference and it's easier on the cleaning crew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and another advantage of the Cheyenne Hotel for me is that they have a Starbucks in the main building. So you can grab a coffee or a sandwich for the 15 minute walk to the to the parks, which I think is great. Yes. I never take the bus i always walk to the park so uh, yeah it's such a beautiful walk by the canal right it is yeah, it's really yeah. nice yeah and, and maybe we should just touch the santa fe hotel then as well because that's the other two-star budget hotel which people might consider from a financial perspective it's themed after the pixar cars movie and it has some nice car racing touches but when you walk around that resort it doesn't feel really cars to me i agree i agree yeah i think in terms of the rooms themselves the theming is done pretty well but as soon as you're outside it's like is this still cars or because it wasn't originally there maybe uh, they added the yeah that's true theme during the renovation from i think 2012 2013 around that time but but they also kept the original elements like a volcano replica and the spacey ufo <laughs> that really doesn't don't match the, the whole cars theme i uh, i think so yeah it's a bit strange <laughs> yeah and then in the evenings along the roofs you have the silhouettes yeah yeah you have the little cars on the buildings yeah really nice shadows with the lights behind it however uh, the santa fe hotel was fully renovated it's already a couple of years ago, maybe six years ago. It really feels outdated to me. <laughs> I think it's funny that you can easily tell if any hotel or room was renovated recently by just looking at the amount and the positioning of the power sockets and the availability of USB ports. <laughs> <laughs> it starts your mobile devices and, well, 
that's something that is really well done at the Cheyenne Hotel, but it's, well, pretty <laughs> awful at the Santa Fe one. If you have multiple phones or tablets that you want to charge at night, then uh, you really have to look for the power sockets. And they are usually in strange positions <laughs> where the cleaning ladies can connect the vacuum cleaners, uh, I guess, <laughs> close, to the, close to the floor. So, yeah, not really convenient. Right. Also that there's no air conditioning. That's always bothered me, especially since last time we were staying there. It got really hot in the rooms. Yeah, yeah, and they have the fence on the ceilings, right? Oh, I don't recall. I, I, I remember they had them at the Cheyenne, but um, Santa Fe? Yeah, I'm not sure too, but uh, yeah. But during my last visit to Santa Fe, the, the rooms also, well, didn't smell nice because of the damp smell from the carpets. It was also in, in, in the wet season, so that might <laughs> have to do with it. And it also had completely wet windows on the inside after the night. So, well, I just wasn't impressed uh, by uh, the Santa Fe room uh, last time. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine. Like you mentioned, you're paying a premium anyway to stay at a Disney hotel. So it might be worth to pay just a little bit more. <laughs> just splurge a little bit more to get that better room. Just to get that much better experience at the Cheyenne or the Sequoia Lodge. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, but the other good thing about Santa Fe is that they do have a Starbucks too. So <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They do have a Starbucks. So you've stayed at the Disney Partner Hotels before. Can you tell us a little bit about what the advantages are to staying at one of those? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't stayed at all Partner Hotels yet, but I did experience most of them. So... Uh, let, let me first talk a bit about the partner hotels in general, since these hotels are not inside the so-called, well, Disney bubble. <laughs> you need to use the free shuttle buses or your own car to get to the parks. It's just a short drive, but it feels less magical eh, compared to the walk-on official Disney hotels. So for, for me, that's a big difference. Parking at the hotels usually is free of charge, so that's great when you travel by car. But note that when you travel by car like me, there's no access to the Disneyland parking included. So that's about 30 euros a day or I believe 25 euros a day for the Disney Village parking garage. Problem I personally don't have because I have the Magic Plus annual pass or the Infinity Pass will also give you access to the main Disneyland parking. But if you don't have the annual pass, you will have quite a lot of additional costs when you travel by car to the park. Another disadvantage of the distance between a partner hotel and the theme parks compared to the Disney hotels is that you can't easily go back to your room for <laughs> a quick nap. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> or to change clothes on a rainy day or let a little one sleep. But I think it's really great to be on site compared a little bit further away <laughs> uh, Disney partner hotels, which also means that you can easily split up as a, a family or as a group when you stay at an official Disney hotel, if not everyone wants to stay up late to watch the fireworks, for instance. Uh, so you don't have that luxury with the partner hotels. What else can I say about the partner hotels? Well, those partner hotels miss the Disney theming, of course, but usually there is a Disney boutique in the lobby, which is, I think, a nice touch indeed to still connect those hotels to Disneyland Paris so that you at least have the feeling when you arrive <laughs> that you're there <laughs> instead of arriving in just another hotel. The service level really differs also per hotel. Eh? There are two, three and four star options, I believe. I don't think there are any five star 
partner hotels. And most of them are operated by the bigger national or maybe international hospitality companies. Uh, so that's usually well, great quality and good service. And the services might include simple breakfast like the B&B hotel offers, which is quite unique as Disney doesn't offer uh, breakfast with their stays anymore. Some the hotels offer a free bottle of water or coffee and tea facilities in the rooms. Others have a swimming pool or a playground. And uh, the Kyriot Partner Hotel also has a mini farm for the kids. So that's uh, a really nice, unique <laughs> thing they offer. But if you're considering to stay at a partner hotel, you should really check out their individual websites to understand the specific offerings. If you ask me which one would you choose for theming, then I would definitely suggest looking into the four-star Vienna House Magic Circus Hotel. It's a, well, it's a magic circus. <laughs> 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 Tented, uh, tented uh, bunk beds, including their own small television, which plays old circus films, which is, well, pretty cool, I think. Uh, so. And if you prefer less theming, but a more luxury experience, then the Radisson Blue Hotel is a great choice. It's a standalone building, so well, most of the other partner hotels are just in the same street <laughs> next to each other. And this Radisson Blue is just a bit farther away. Well, actually, it's closer to the parks, I think. It has a bit more distance to the other uh, partner hotels. And it's in the quiet and green Disneyland Paris golf course area. So that's uh, yeah, a totally different experience to, uh, to be there. Yeah. But overall, in my opinion, the best value for many might be the Kyriot uh, Hotel because it's three stars. It's not really special. It doesn't have nice theming or anything special besides the mini farm, but it just, well, good quality for your money. It, it, it has a reasonable price. Can I just ask you real quick about the mini farm? Is it like a petting zoo or is it like yes. a place where you can drop off? Yeah, uh, with goats and guinea pigs <laughs> and rabbits. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was something like at Ikea where you can just drop your kids off, go ride a rock and roller coaster, be like, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I like the small land. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's it's a real farm with uh, real pets. <laughs> oh, that's so cool! That you put pets. <laughs> so, yeah. can I ask you one more question about the Disney Partner Hotels? Are they all located in the Chassis uh, Marne Valais area, so near Disneyland Paris, or are some of them a bit farther away? I think some of them are located a bit farther away, but most of them are well, really just outside the Disney area. So oh, um, yeah, I think they're pretty close to the uh, to the Santa Fe Hotel, actually. Ah, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't include that in the original questions I sent over to you, but I was just super curious. <laughs> no, no, no problem. Yeah. So, how does the Disneyland Hotel experience differ from the one you get at Walt Disney World? Well, Walt Disney World is a totally different experience in general. Huh? It's it's really a vacation destination where people usually stay for a longer time, maybe a week or even longer. All hotels at Walt Disney World offer a swimming pool or even multiple, but the climate is also much warmer, of course, so you really need to pool there to cool down a bit, especially during the, the hot summers. So where the pools aren't really a, well, <laughs> a good feature for me at Disneyland Paris, they are uh, making sense to me uh, at Disney World. But <laughs> in general, uh, Disney World hotels yeah, seem to offer more activities compared to the Disneyland Paris uh, offering, like movies being shown on the big screen at the pool under the stars. 
marshmallow toasting when evening falls, uh, pool entertainment with characters in the afternoon for the kids, playgrounds, uh, but also paid activities like mini golf, bike rental. I even saw fishing and cruises. <laughs> of course, it depends on the resort where you stay, but there's far more to do at the hotel resorts compared to the hotels that uh, Disneyland Paris has. And if you really talk about the service level at Walt Disney World, then that's usually well, much higher <laughs> compared to Paris. But I think service is just in the DNA of American culture and especially at Disney. There seem to be more cast members available. And in general, they showed more, well, human interest. <laughs> A little talk about your day at the parks, where you're from, what you could do the next day. It felt, it felt more... Yeah, uh, more interested and more welcome uh, to me. Yeah, I think there's a really interesting cultural difference there. Because I've heard from some of my German friends that when they're traveling around in the States, they're not used to like this pleasant small talk culture, which seems super nice and really natural to me. But since we don't really have that here, they don't really know sometimes how to engage with it and are sometimes even a little bit weirded out or don't understand. So coming from the Netherlands, how do you feel about it? I like it too. I, I, I always like to talk to people <laughs> and, 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 and to connect with people from different cultures. So uh, yeah, I think it's great if you have the opportunity well, to talk to someone and actually feel welcome. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it really adds to the experience and it's yeah. something that gets yeah. executed really well and consistently at the overseas parks. And then maybe not so consistently yeah. over here at Disneyland Paris. It's different. They're improving in Paris, uh, but it's, of course, still a different level. And maybe that will also remain <laughs> forever. <laughs> I totally believe that they will further improve. But um, uh, yeah, not sure if, um, if we will get the same standards as uh, the American parks uh, offer. <laughs> It's that extra level of French authenticity. <laughs> Let's call it that. <laughs> yeah. and, and I have to say that the cast members at Walt Disney World hotels also give you things for free more easily. <laughs> for example, my daughter got a, a Mickey straw uh, for free when we picked up our refillable resort mugs. <laughs> yeah, so she, she was looking at it. She wanted to have it, so I wanted to buy it for her. But it was just, let's say, one dollar. But that nice lady <laughs> just gave it to her for free. And when I ordered once croissant for breakfast, one well, ran out of stock. I got compensated with, I think, four huge muffins. So you don't have to ask for it. They, yeah, they just want you to be happy and give you things for free then. Yeah. Yeah, it's just that extra level of customer service that really gives you the feeling they care. I remember listening to a cast member interview a while back, and this cast member was working at one of the balloon stands. So he was selling the big Mickey-shaped balloons, which, you know, cost a pretty penny. And <laughs> this dad got one for his little boy. And as soon as he got it, the boy accidentally just, I guess he wasn't holding on right or something. So the balloon flew away. And the dad was like, well, I'm not buying you another one. <laughs> so the cast member gifted him one for free. And the managers actually saw him. And this cast member thought he was going to get in trouble for giving away free product. Yeah. And instead he got promoted for it because they were just so impressed. And they were like, this is what the Disney experience is all about. Yeah, that's how it should be. <laughs> yeah, especially now the Disney parks, well, get more expensive. Huh? That's the premium service that you, well 
might expect from them. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I think it's slowly improving in Disneyland Paris. The corporate culture there is evolving as well, and it's really improving. So swinging back over to Disneyland Paris here for a bit, do you have any other things you would like to mention or suggest when it comes to hotels at Disneyland Paris? Uh, yes. <laughs> well, if, if, if your goal is to go to Disneyland Paris on a budget and you have a car, then you can even save more money, of course, by choosing a hotel that isn't affiliated to Disney at all. And within the 15 to, let's say, 30 minute drive from the park, you have many hotels to choose from, starting at around, well, I think 40 euros. I even think I had once a room for 37 euros a night. Wow. But that doesn't include any luxury and hardly any space to move around. And sometimes you even have a shared shower or toilet. But it's a consideration if you're on a budget. Uh, there are quite a lot of hotels uh, close by. But I personally like the four-star options like the Paxton Resort and Spa or the Novo Hotel in Collingier. I, I hope I pronounced that right. But th those are quality hotels. <laughs> it, it sounds French, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but, but those are quality four-star hotels that, that you can book, well, let's say, between 90 and... 120, maybe 130 euros a night if you look for it in the well, the famous booking.com and hotels.com websites. What I also want to mention is that a lot of hotels don't have breakfast included. Official Disney hotels don't have it included, but most partner hotels don't have it too. So yeah, that's something you have to think about. Hey, you might want to bring your own breakfast from home or grab a sandwich or fruit or a cookie from the Disney Village yeah, <laughs> restaurants or bars. Like, I think a lot of sandwich and Starbucks and, uh, and McDonald's, of course, uh, they're usually open at breakfast time. So, Oh, that is such a good tip. Especially McDonald's breakfast will keep you really full throughout your day at the park. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's part of the American Disney uh, <laughs> experience, right? Totally, yeah. <laughs> But you can also consider a character breakfast, of course, like the one offered at the Plaza Gardens restaurant in the center of the Disneyland Park, where classic characters like Mickey and I think Goofy visit all tables. It's it's not cheap, but it, it could make the breakfast really part of the, the Disney experience. And, and it's a buffet, right? For breakfast as well? I think it is, yeah. Yeah, but I would plan it as early as possible. Otherwise, <laughs> you're still having breakfast. Definitely. <laughs> well, <laughs> a lot of people get into the park, so I would book it. Most definitely. Yeah, personally, I just, there's no way I can sit down in the mornings and have a calm sit down breakfast. Last time what we did, we just got our sandwich at Starbucks and then walked the canal route to the parks and just ate our sandwiches on the way. Because I was just so excited and so ready to get the day started. Yeah, that's really time uh, time efficient. <laughs> yeah, but but if you stay at Disneyland Paris for a couple of days, then it's maybe a consideration to do the character breakfast one day. Oh yeah, if you want to have a calmer day and just take it a bit slower, it's a great option. Yeah, that would be. And on crowded park days, you can also uh, consider lunch or dinner at one of the Disney hotel restaurants. Uh, those are usually a bit less crowded. They have good food offerings, but yeah, of course, it's a little walk together from the parks, of course. So it's a consideration. Uh, if you really want to sit down and have, well, something better than just a fast food meal <laughs> and all the <laughs> park restaurants are already uh, booked, so then the hotel restaurants might be uh, a consideration. As a lot of people don't think about them uh, when they're in the 
in the parks. Definitely. That's a really good idea, especially since you can leave and come back into the parks. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can always go back. So the Hotel New York is in a refurbishment phase right now, and it's going to reopen as the Hotel New York Art of Marvel. Having stayed at the original, what do you think about this? What are your general thoughts about it? I'm excited. <laughs> and although I don't consider myself a Marvel or a Marvel Cinematic Universe expert, I really enjoyed all the films. So I'm especially curious to see what kind of families will stay at the hotel besides adult Marvel fans. As the superheroes theme might be less attractive with princess or fairy tale minded children, but on the other hand, it might be attractive for the families with older children that think Disney characters <laughs> are a bit childish, maybe. <laughs> so, but, but, but personally, I, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the, the, the Marvel-themed rooms. It will look very stylish um, when we're looking now at the concept uh, art. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Also, the lobby and everything. And they get some really nice, colorful comic artwork in the room, so... Yeah, that would be uh, would be really great. And since the theme of the hotel is a, a art gallery, indeed, uh, with a Marvel exposition, <laughs> they can easily change the the, the 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 art and the props on display in the lobby with new stuff from the upcoming Marvel movies. So I really hope that they will do that to keep it fresh and interesting to visit the hotel more often uh, as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. In terms of interior design, it looks so sleek, so modern. If we were to take out the poster art, I mean, we would have a really sleek, almost generic looking room. And it's just super easy to keep it updated. If they're looking to do like a business event and keep it looking super professional, those rooms will give them that flexibility. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's also one of the only hotels with a convention center. So, uh, yeah. And I also really hope that they will bring the, the themed snacks to the hotel, just like we have at the moment for the Marvel season of superheroes. Had the baby Groot chocolate mousse. Oh yeah, that picture you posted, Niels, it was so cute. I wanted yeah. to just grab it right out of the screen and hug it. <laughs> yeah, they, they have it on the Plaza Gardens dinner uh, buffet at the moment in the, in the Disneyland Park. And in the studios, they have the, the huge Captain Marvel macarons and the Guardians of the Galaxy, the chocolate-covered mixtape, the Groot cookies, yeah, and all the other things. So that would be really add up to the experience, in my opinion, if, well... The new hotel would also feature some kind of snack kiosk. Definitely, definitely. Themed food and snacks just makes the experience more immersive. Which one of those new snacks was your favorite? Ooh, um, I like the mixtape from the Guardians of the Galaxy because it looks so nice. But I think the Captain Marvel uh, macaron was really, yeah, delicious. That, that one was, <laughs> it was huge. And it was a bit crunchy on the outside, but really soft uh, on the inside. And I think it was some kind of pineapple flavor. But it, it, it was really good. I really liked it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Macaroons are so amazing. <laughs> yeah, they are. And it's such a wonderful way to include French culture in themed desserts. It's definitely one of my favorite French sweets. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And this Marvel themed hotel also creates the great opportunity, I think, for Disney to connect it to the upcoming Marvel land in the studios uh, parks. So I expect them to offer some kind of packages <laughs> that combine the Marvel rooms in the hotel with, uh, let's say, VIP character experiences or 
a Marvel dining or fast pass offering in the coming Marvel land. So that could be really, uh, really nice. I'm so excited for that. So I'm going to ask you a bit of a controversial question here. <laughs> Do you think that they are going to retheme the Tower of Terror to fit the new Marvel land? Um, I'm not sure as... Well, it would make sense to retheme it because it's just next to the Marvel Land and the current Armageddon attraction that will become a Spider-Man uh, ride. So, in, yeah, it, it, it would make sense. But on the other hand, they will also create uh, some kind of Hollywood Boulevard that is already there as a walk to the lake that they're creating. And there the tower would fit uh, as part of the Hollywood theme. So I'm not sure, but it seems that Disney doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I can understand why. And we're going to give them their time to do the amazing expansions, adding Galaxy's Edge and the Frozen Land. I'm so excited about. And those are all things that will be. But talking about things that could be... If you could add a Disneyland Paris hotel theme to anything and place it anywhere, what would you do? Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, I could be an Imagineer. <laughs> uh, well, I, We're giving guess, them free ideas, Niels. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if I have to share them here in this uh, podcast. <laughs> no, but I, I guess I wouldn't connect um, a hotel theme to just one movie or one character, but connect it to a theme or a franchise yeah, to create more variety in the hotel and to make it well more future proof for any updates especially when new movies come out so what kind of hotel would i like to see i absolutely love the star wars hotel that they announced for disney world it will be a limited oh yeah oh where guests really enter the world of star wars and be part of an actual story and the floor even vibrates like a little bit to give you the feeling that you're on a space station or a spaceship or whatever it's gonna be <laughs> yeah how cool would it be to have that at disneyland paris too and connect it to the star wars land in the studios as well that would be the ultimate uh, <laughs> dream, I think. <laughs> uh, but but another theme that I would consider is an Avatar-themed hotel. Multiple buildings widely spread over well, a bigger area with a lot of trees, plants, waterfalls, the beautiful illuminating plants at night. Basically like a simple version of Pandora, the world of Avatar in Disney World. This could be the, let's say, new, relaxed, quiet nature hotel offering at Disneyland Paris. Uh, to, to have just, well, something completely different than all the other hotels. So uh, I think that could work as well. Totally. I think those are two really great answers. And now I totally want both of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and there's even a third option in my uh, Oh, yeah, please, <laughs> please, please. Maybe it would be nice to also add a yeah a hotel themed after France. Maybe the French Quarter or the French Resort. <laughs> Let's give it a name. But uh, which will be very attractive to people from outside the country. Yeah, um, especially now there are more Americans also coming over. I think France has a big attraction to them. And it, it could include character experiences and theming after the Disney movies that take place in France, like Ratatouille or Beauty and the Beast or, or the, the Hunchback of the Notre Dame, of course. There's, there's so many movies connected to, uh, to France, so yeah, that, that would be 
really fitting Disneyland Paris. And I think it won't be difficult for the French also to include some French cuisine over there. <laughs> oh my gosh, I think that is such a great idea. Like you mentioned, a lot of international visitors want to come over and experience French culture as well as the Disney magic and just fusing those two into one thing. That sounds like a really great idea. Yeah. And the ultimate idea would even, well, make this hotel like a little French town with multiple areas that each represent one of those movies. So the beauty of the beast area could have a restaurant like Be Our Guest at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom or have a simple <laughs> to-go kiosk for you <laughs> to grab a baguette <laughs> for breakfast while walking to the park. So yeah, that would be great to have something like that uh, added to the uh, Disneyland Paris uh, hotel offering. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. I think we've given the Imagineers enough ideas. <laughs> I hope so. One last thing I really want to ask you is, what is your most memorable Disneyland Paris moment? And are you planning on going back soon? <laughs> I have lots of great memories at Disneyland Paris, but one of the most special moments definitely was the 25th anniversary, the, the, the press day, which was just before the official start of the celebrations. I wasn't invited as press, but it was just a, well, a lucky coincidence to be there on that day. The weather was really beautiful and we were so lucky to see the first Star Zone parade ever with the impressive dragon floats and to see that evening the first Disney Illumination show, which had a very special pre-show that day, which was a really cool mini concert uh, from John Legend. Sat there in the middle of Central Plaza behind his, well, his grand piano, played some of his biggest hits and even the, the Beauty and the Beast title song. So that was really amazing. And yeah, to answer your, your last question, we always plan to go back soon. <laughs> As uh, annual pass holders, we try to visit, let's say, at least once every one or two months. So we have planned a couple of trips actually ahead uh, already, including the, the Run Disney event in September. That's uh, something we're uh, looking forward to. And, and we also plan to go back to Walt Disney World, by the way, next, uh, next summer. So... Lots of new pictures uh, will be coming uh, to my Instagram. <laughs> oh, so exciting. <laughs> I can't wait to check out your pictures. I mean, and the Run Disney thing, what a wonderful way to stay healthy and have Disney magic at the same time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. And especially the Run Disney 5K, 10K and, and, and half marathon uh, runs, they go in the parks, also behind the scenes. So you really get... In places where you usually uh, <laughs> where you're usually not allowed, uh, so 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 that that's really great to well to be there as a Disney uh, Disney fan. The the kids races usually take place around the Lake Disney, so those are a little bit less special uh, to me. But uh, of course, it's really nice to see all the little ones uh, <laughs> in their nice Disney outfits uh, running. But uh, the behind the scenes part of the the other runs really is a is a plus. So awesome. Niels, thank you so much for coming on the show today and for sharing your amazing experiences with us. You guys, make sure to follow Niels on his Instagram under at Capturing Disney Parks, on Twitter under at Cap Disney Parks, and check out his amazing website, CapturingDisneyParks.com. I'll put all the links in the show notes for you guys too. 
Niels, thanks again so much. Thanks, uh, Eric. Now we're going to skip the listener question this week, but if you have any questions regarding Disneyland Paris or you'd just like to get in touch, you can find us on Twitter under at NowDisneyland and on Instagram under AirMagique. Please make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whatever the platform of your choice is. And we would so very much appreciate if you could leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. It really does help out a lot, you guys. Thank you so much. Also, thank you to WDWNT.com, NationalGeographic.com, SalonMickey.wordpress.com, and TheDLPGeek.com, all of which are the excellent sources for the information compiled in this episode of the podcast. Thank you for joining me today for Air Magique. This is Eric. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Air Magique is an unofficial podcast made with love and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or any of its subsidiaries.